female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He ripped her face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. I'm wondering if there's like such a thing as like an exploratory doctor's appointment. Um, like, can you can you just go to a doctor and be like, <clears throat> I think like I can't confirm it, but can you just check like this thing that I have and just confirm that it's the same as everybody else's? Like, re- like, I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and I nearly asked for this, but I got too nervous <laughs> and embarrassed. I want to go to, like, a doctor or something and ask, like, is my, <laughs> is my like, nasal passages in my head, like, like permanently blocked? Are they too skinny or, like, like, what? Like, I have this fantasy of doing that and the doctor, you know, go, oh, yeah, like, let me have a look and they shove some forceps up my nose and they just, like... Click clack clock and like something snaps and then like I, I breathe in very deeply and I'm like oh that's what everybody else feels like I haven't felt like that forever it's like I don't know if you guys wear glasses but like the first time you go to a you know an optometrist optometrist appointment and um they they give you the glasses and you're like oh shit like this is what's normal this is what everybody else sees I've been living blurry for like the last 18 years and that's kind of how I feel with my nose I feel like and my breathing I feel like I, I'm I've got blurry breathing yeah I don't know if is that if there's any like ear nose and throat doctors out there in the manitis community um please get in touch and tell me what you think like if you think I've got like I don't know too too thick nasal passages or whatever. I don't know. What is this? What are we doing? Man, it is, right? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Man, it is the only true crime podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals. Thank you for joining us for our final part of our Beware the Dog series, reading through the list of every single fatal dog attack in the United States since the year 2020. So in our first episode, we tackled the dozens of deaths uh, in 2020, and then last week we did the same thing for all the deaths in 2021. This year we're looking at all the deaths, uh, sorry, this episode we're looking at all the deaths that occurred in 2022, as well as anything that's happened in the last month or so of 2023. Uh, This list does get updated uh, pretty frequently, so there may be something quite uh, recent, and because of that, we are going to proceed uh, with as much reverence as possible. Of course, we treat all um, victims of any kind with respect, but particularly uh, recent (laughs) victims, of course, you know, we uh, tread lightly fuckers. We tread lightly, okay? So there's not going to be much ha-has, okay? There's not going to be any funny, silly goofs or any little ha-has. There might be some. There might be one funny death here or there. I don't know. Probably not, if you remember back from last week. Uh, Yeah, no, I nearly cried, actually, for how sad some of these stories were. Um, Yeah, that's what we're going to do today. But before we do that, let's talk about our grief of the week. The grief of the week, of course, the segment of the show where we air our grievances. What's wronged us? Why are we mad? Who are we pissed off at? Um, and today I'm um, I'm pissed at, I'm grie- my grievance is with my own body. I'm sick again. I, I've just, I've only been back at work for two months almost. And like, I feel sick already. Um, I think I'm just over like tired or something like that. But I have a cold. 
But that's not my actual grief. My grief is how come the only time you get to have a cool, sexy, deep voice is when you're sick. I wish there was like a pill I could take so that I could like, this would be an amazing product for all like podcasters or like radio broadcasters or voice actors. A pill you could take that makes your voice sound like you've got a cold. So it's like kind of cool. Um, but you don't have any of the other symptoms. I don't know. I think that if there's any inventors out there, you can have that one for free. Make a pill. Uh, also, if you can make a pill that makes me feel better, that, that would be great. Uh, yeah, that's my grief of the week. It's a short one, guys. I don't know what to tell you. There's not much There's not much to unpack there. I, I've got a call. That's my grief. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Beware the Dog. Let's talk about dog attacks in the United States. So, a few things that we've discovered in the last couple of episodes, some uh, common factors. So, uh, as we mentioned last week, the, you know, the median age of people that get attacked, it usually lies between you know, people who are born like zero years old to 10 years old, and then people who are like 65 plus. I'd say close to like 65% of all attacks happen to those kinds of people. And then you do find there are people who are, you know, in the prime of their life, 20, 30, 40, sometimes even 50, that that get attacked by dogs and can't fight them off. But they are in the minority, I find. Also, uh, the, you know, the the major dog breeds that are a threat are, are pit bulls. 80%, 80%, I would say, 80% plus have been pit bulls or pit bull crosses. Um, but other dogs have been, you know, um, uh, you know, responsible for a fair few attacks. German Shepherds have been uh, some of them. Uh, yeah, and a lot of mixed breeds. Uh, a lot of times um, it's also packs of dogs of different breeds as well, which which is a huge threat. And of course, like, you, you don't just die of, uh, you know, the wounds inflicted by a dog attack, like the blood loss. Although, of course, that is sometimes what happens. A lot of times for older patients, they have heart attacks while they are being attacked. Um, and then, yeah, the, the diseases that can come from a dog attack, uh, from the bites when they become infected, that's like meningitis, um, septic shock, endocarditis sometimes as well. I think it's estimated between, I think it's about 3% to 18% of the dog bites become infected. Um, yeah, and, and obviously children have a greater risk of death there as well as old people. So, so yeah, there you go. So that's that's a little bit of background for you. We are going to finish off our list today. It has been a pretty good series. Um, a lot sadder than I was anticipating. I don't know why I found this just sadder, but I am looking through here. Oh, oh there's the uh, ambulance to take. What the fuck is going on out there? Yeah, that's the ambulance taking the crazy people to the asylum. Okay, yeah, this list actually seems a bit shorter than the lists um, from last couple of weeks, so we might end up with a shorter episode. We'll see. So, um, let's get into it. Let's play some uh, theme music, and we'll jump into part three of Beware the Dog. So the first death from a dog attack in the United States occurred uh, on January 25th, so 25 days into the year, uh, in Florida, in a town called Gulf Breeze, which sounds lovely, honestly. Um, Unfortunately, this was a three-month-old person. Uh, Her name was Charlotte Holman, and she was killed by a French Mastiff mix. Um, A lot of times we find that these are pets that 
have killed the um the children and sadly i believe in this case that is the uh yeah that that is the case what's happened here so holman was left unattended with the family pet while her mother went to the bathroom shortly after her mother heard the sounds of the dog biting holman's head and intervened she called emergency medical services and the child was taken to gulf breeze hospital where she was pronounced dead it was determined she died of multiple bite force traumatic injuries to the head the death was ruled accidental. The family reported that the dog Roxy had no history of aggressive behavior that day, prior to that day. Two days later, in Las Cruces, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce that, Las Cruces, New Mexico, Syed Al Anzani uh, was a 59-year-old who died on January 27th. He was attacked by two German shepherds. Al Anzani, uh, oh, I think I mispronounced that, sorry, Al Anazi, Al Anazi uh, died in the hospital on the 27th of January 2022, after being attacked by two dogs named Jack and Max, of which visible bite marks could be seen on his legs. Witnesses saw Al Anazi uh, fleeing from the two dogs before being tackled and mauled. A neighbor came to beat off one of the uh, animals with a cane. The dog, I'm resisting the urge to make a beat off joke. Yes, that's correct. If it popped into your mind too, we're bad people together. The dog's owner was given criminal charges for violating county ordinances and Jack and Max were later euthanized. Um, as we s sort of discovered last week, uh, the vast majority of these cases, like 95% of them, the dogs are euthanized and the owners are um, charged with some sort of criminal offense. Um, usually, you know, uh, not locking up their dogs properly or possessing a dog that is actually banned in that county. Um, so that is going to be a, uh, yeah, a common thread probably in today's episode too. Another two days later. So this year in 2022, we're not having a very good start. Every two days, a person dies from a dog attack so far. On January 29th in Virginia, in a town called Waynesboro, Olivia Grace Floyd was a seven-year-old girl who was killed by a Rottweiler. Floyd was attacked and killed by a 120-pound Rottweiler on January 29th. Floyd was transported to Augusta Health after the attack and later succumbed to her injuries. An adult woman was also injured, but was treated for her injuries in the hospital and was later released. The dog was seized by law enforcement authorities and euthanized. In May of 2022, a grand jury indicted the owners, who were the girl's grandmother and step-grandfather, on charges of murder, involuntary manslaughter, reckless endangerment of a child, child abuse, and failure to control a dangerous dog. The girl's parents were also charged with neglect. I'm interested to see um, what happened there. So we might do a little bit of investigating. Um, there is a source here, so we will open that up and we'll see what we can find. Uh, yes, okay, so there is a news article and the headline is murder charges filed against Wadesboro couple after seven-year-old girl killed by dog. I will say murder charges are quite severe. Okay, I fucking can't even access. I'm not paying for this website, so we're gonna have to find it on our own. Um, Murder charges are interesting. I, like manslaughter, I wouldn't be surprised by it, but to charge the grandparents with murder um, for the death of the, the girl from the dog, to me, that's surprising. There was only one incident I, I, from this list that I can recall where a murder charge, I think, would probably be expected. And that was the one, I, I can't remember the names of the people or where it was, but um, basically it was a woman who was attacking a man and encouraging her dog to attack him as well. So she was beating him up and uh, yeah, basically encouraging her pit bull or Rottweiler to do the same thing. Um, and, and he died. 
obviously there I think murder charges would be uh, called for. That That's very interesting. Maybe um, Virginia has different laws uh, regarding this kind of stuff, or maybe their attorney general is a lot harsher. I'm not sure. That is interesting. Um, but obviously I'm not paying for the, um, <laughs> for, the, for the website to tell me what happened. So um, I'm sure if you're really interested in that, you can find out. Another two days later, or maybe it's three days. How many days are in January? Doesn't really matter. February 1st in Columbia, Mississippi, Lola Jade Farr was a one-year-old who was killed by a pit bull. Farr suffered head, facial, and neck injuries when a dog attacked her at the home of her aunt. She was sent via Medivac to a hospital where she died of her injuries five days later on February 6th. Yeah, really sad. Uh, The next attack... Uh, thankfully, I guess, didn't occur two days later, so we have broken that pattern, um, but it did occur on February 17th. Uh, the person, the, the victim this time was a 71-year-old, um, and their name was Pam Robb in Fort Lauderdale in Florida. So that's the second time Florida has been on this list. Um, they were attacked by a bully mix, uh, which I think is just like a bulldog, an American bulldog. The American bulldog uh, bully is a modern breed of dog that was developed as a companion dog and originally standardized and recognized as a breed in 2004. So it's a new breed. There you go. It looks kind of like a, a Staffy or a or a, uh, a little bit like a Pitbull, I think. Yeah. An American Bully was the dog that did this. And I think that might be the first time that's been on this list as well. Um, Rob was a 71-year-old retired high school teacher working as an animal shelter volunteer at the 100-plus abandoned dogs uh, of Everglades, Florida shelter. Hailing from Oakland Park, Florida. And I think Oakland Park is where that shooting happened. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Hailing from Oakland Park, Florida, uh, Rob's wife, Angie Anobile quoted that Rob had been working with a mixed breed named Gladys since she arrived in January. Gladys had been featured on the shelter's Facebook page, being rescued after sitting on a canal bank on an empty field and was coaxed to safety by rescuers with chicken. The shelter continued to post videos of Gladys describing her recovery as slow and steady. Anobile, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that right, and it's a weird, Anobile maybe? recounted that Rob had been pulled to the ground by the dog and attacked. Another woman, Jan uh, Halas Stenger, attempted to help Rob and received minor injuries. Police received an emergency call to the scene at 10.54 uh, a.m., where Rob was taken to a hospital and later died of her injuries. Gladys was later euthanized. That's, that's sad, man. They were trying to use Gladys as kind of like a um, a role model dog, basically to show you know this is this is how you really rehabilitate a dog. Uh, yeah, sad. Bit of a social media sensation, I think. And then um, yeah, for it to go like this, there's lots of animals uh, which we're probably going to cover in the future, like uh, celebrity animals, animals that were used um, in movies and stuff like that, and um, that did turn on their owners and, and kill them. Um, that might be a separate episode for later down the line. But for now, um, we are going to continue on our list. February 23rd, six days after Rob was killed um, in Texas this time, in a place called Baytown, uh, Drew Parker was a four-year-old and was attacked by four pit bulls. Wow. The boy was mauled at his aunt's four... Sorry. Yeah, the boy, the boy was mauled by his aunt's four dogs and died at the hospital. The neighbors had no previous problems with the dogs, which were seized by animal control authorities. 
now there is almost an entire a month's gap between the next attack, attack, which, you know, I mean, that's such a low bar that we're talking about, like the length of time between attacks, but that's kind of where we are at this list. It's a very sad list and these happen at great frequency. So I guess when you do get a little bit of reprieve, that is uh, a small blessing. So yeah, nearly a month later, I thought I turned you off phone. Why are you doing this? Eh, sorry, it's got a text. It was from someone telling me to feel better soon, so that that was lovely. Thank you. I don't think they listen to the show, so it doesn't matter who. I'm not going to name them. <laughs> they don't get the thanks. They have to listen to the pod. Um, anyway, a month later, in the state of Georgia, in a town called Martinez, Serenity Garrett was a seven-month-year-old who was killed on March 22nd uh, by an American Bulldog slash Great Pyrenees mix. I cannot recall if we've had Great Pyrenees on the, I do not think we have, um, the Pyrenees mountain dog, just for a bit of background, um, is a breed of livestock guardian dog from France, where it is commonly called the Pato, the breed comes from the French side of the Pyrenees mountains that separates France and Spain, there you go, um, anyway, the girl was attacked by these dogs, uh, while being washed by her great-grandmother, who was renting a room from the dog's owners, who were absent at the time, the girl died after being brought to a local hospital where the great-grandmother was treated for serious injuries she received while trying to rescue the girl. The great-grandmother, who was watching the dog on behalf of the owners, was charged with second-degree murder and possession of methamphetamine. <laughs> okay. Took a bit of a fucking left turn there at the end, didn't it? Um, and another person charged with the murder. That's, that is interesting. That, that's wild. Um, only five days later was the next attack, and we actually don't know the breed of the dog that did this, but it was at least one dog. Um, the victim was a six-year-old boy uh, named Francis Kavanaugh, uh, and this attack occurred in North Dakota on March 27th in a town called Fort Trotton. Um, the boy's body was found in his housing development, and investigators confirmed he'd been killed by at least one dog. That is... Uh, that's obviously very sad. It sounds like he probably didn't have a great life when he was alive. Um... Yeah, not much else to add. A lot of these stories really speak for themselves. Um, let's talk about our next victim again. We're going back to a period where almost there's an attack a day in this country. Um, the day after, March 28th, only, yeah, 24 hours after Francis Kavanaugh died, uh, a 27-year-old named Charlie Morgan, uh, um, they died too. And this is probably the first, I guess, um young person, not, not, not a child, not an old person, the first kind of middle-aged, I guess, person, um, to die. 27, that's only two years younger than me, and we've spoken in previously how, like, I don't know, if you're a 27-year-old, you probably think you can take off, take it, you know, take on a dog, um, and maybe you can, but this person was attacked by a pack of dogs, a uh, mixed breed pack. Um, they were killed in Iowa, in a Meswaki settlement, it was called Meswaki settlement, um, I believe that's like a Native American settlement, the woman was killed near the Meswaki tribal center, yeah, by a large pack of mixed breed dogs, law enforcement authorities later announced the dogs had been tracked down and killed, that's another, you know, semi-regular occurrence, I wouldn't say it happens a lot, like statistically more than any other group, but I have noticed as we've been going through this list, um, yeah, Native American settlements are another place where, where these things, um, have seemed to happen, yeah, anyway, um, let's move on, okay, uh, so only two days after that, again, not a great stretch of time, uh, in Teleco Village in Tennessee, this person, we don't know what their name was, we don't know what their age was, but they were killed by a Dutch shepherd, um, I'm imagining that's closely related to a German shepherd, um, but it's from, from Dutchland, from Holland, 
the Netherlands. The woman was killed by a highly trained personal protection dog that had been trained by her husband. A long time, this is a quote, a long time and very accomplished canine trainer. Law enforcement authorities shot and killed the dog, which reacted aggressively as they approached the, to rescue the victim. That's probably the first time we've had a rescue, uh, not a rescue dog, but a, um, you know, like a canine protection unit dog on this list as well. Those animals are really like, like super well trained, like better trained than most kids. I work with a lot of young people in my life, like in my, in my real job, um, in youth arts. And, uh, yeah, these, <laughs> some of those dogs are very well trained. I will just say that. Um, okay. We at least have a few days, about a week here. Uh, until the next death. Um, it was an 84-year-old this time, so again, an elderly person. This time in the, uh, the town of uh, Billings in Montana. Billings apparently is the largest city in Montana, which I didn't know because I'm pretty sure it's not the capital of Montana. What is the capital of Montana? I'm just curious because I'm interested in state capitals. Uh, Billings is the largest state in Montana, but the capital of Montana is Helena. There you go. Uh, you're all from America who are listening to this probably, so you knew that, but for me, this is interesting. Anyway, her name, the victim's name, Melita Hain, Melita Hain, 84 years old and was killed by at least three mixed bred dogs. The woman was attacked by three large dogs and died on April 16th of complications from multiple dog bites. Law enforcement authorities seized the dog. That's a, that's eight days. That's quite a long time. Uh, sorry. Yeah, no, that is eight days. Eight days from attack to death. That might be the longest gap that I remember on this list. Uh, it sounds to me like it's likely she died from infection uh, from the bites, which, uh, yeah, that's we talked about that earlier. Um, sepsis, septic shock, uh, endocarditis, those kinds of things can sneak through. People, there is this like myth that like a dog's mouth is cleaner than, than a human mouth, but that's actually not true, um, especially if these are like wild dogs as well. Um, so yeah, when you do get bitten, it's important to, yeah, get checked out for, you know, not just rabies, but also all, all other kinds of diseases that you can get from a dog bite. On April 21st, in the town of Newberry in South Carolina, Erin Beach, a 46-year-old woman, was killed by an unknown breed of dog. She was killed by her own dog, which was shot and killed by law enforcement authorities when it showed aggressive behavior to, the, to them when they arrived to rescue the victim. Friends and family said the dog had no history of aggression. Mm. A little sip of water there. Um, three days later, Oklahoma, Nuala, Oklahoma, Anita Mears, a 61-year-old, was killed uh, by a pack of dogs. Mears was killed by a pack of canines in her yard. Law enforcement authorities initially thought she was the victim of a stabbing, but the medical examiner found that she'd been killed by multiple dogs. Mears' own dog was also injured in the attack. That's really sad. Damn. Um, the day, the, yep, literally the day after, in Illinois, Kewanee, Illinois, uh, Juan Ruiz, 66 years old, was killed by a pit bull. He was killed at home by his own dog when he broke up a fight between his dog and another dog. Ruiz, uh, Ruiz, Ruiz was uh, able to contact his family but decided not to go to a hospital and died a few hours later. Law enforcement authorities impounded both dogs and Ruiz's dog was euthanized. That's, yeah, that's really sad. Jesus. Um, yeah, let's, let's power on through before we think too hard about the sadness. April 29th in Red Bay, Alabama, Jacqueline Summer Beard, 58 years old. She died from a pack of seven dogs. Jesus, seven. Oh, that's not a good way to go. 
Beard was an Alabama Department of Public Health employee and she was mauled by a pack of dogs while following up on a previously non-fatal dog attack. Several of the dogs were euthanized and the owner was charged with manslaughter. Uh, in Yeah, we're into May now. 14 days into May, Austin, Texas. Uh, there is not a lot of information about this. It's an undisclosed victim of undisclosed age and we do not know the type of dog. But the dog did attack and kill a homeless man in the south part of the city. First responders arrived in the area at 1.51 a.m. and the man was pronounced dead a short time later. On May 22nd, the next death occurred. This time it was from a Labrador retriever and I think this is the first time a lab has been on the list. Labradors are famously great household pets, um, probably one of the friendliest dog breeds ever. Very gentle, very good with kids, so it is surprising that this dog is up there. This death occurred in Coleman County in Alabama, and the victim's name was Rhonda Purcell. She was 57 years old. Rhonda Purcell was attacked and killed by two dogs that had escaped from the neighbor's fenced-in backyard. The neighbor, who was friends with the victim, went outside when he heard a commotion and found the victim who was still alive lying next to a car. The neighbor brought the victim to a hospital where she died a short time later. Coleman County officials described the dogs as lab mixes. Yeah. Very surprising. Labradors are really good dogs. Um, that's why you don't hear a lot of those stories involving them. So something obviously went wrong there. Anyway, in June, uh, June 3rd, actually, I think May only had a couple attacks there. May only had two attacks. That's great. Good job, May. June 3rd, in Seal, uh, Sevier County, Tennessee, Debbie Boyd was killed by a Rottweiler. She was 70 years old at the time of her death. Debbie was attacked and killed by at least one of her two Rottweilers. She was found deceased in her home with numerous dog bite-related injuries. A small child who was also in the home was not injured. That is, oh, I mean, that's a small silver lining there. Small saving grace. That was the only attack in June. Well, the only fatal attack in June, which is fantastic. It seems like the, uh, the attacks are slowing down throughout the year, um, which is obviously good, or they are just not being reported as frequently, which is also the other option. Um, this one occurred nearly two months later at the end of July in California, the first time they've been on this list, at least for 2022, in the town called Selma, Selma, California. Um, the victim was 59 years old. His name was Richard Barry, and he was killed by five English bulldogs. It's weird to have five English bulldogs, but let's see what happened. Richard was attacked and killed by a pack of five English bulldogs that had escaped from a nearby residence while he was out for a walk in his neighborhood. Two family members witnessed the attack while it was in progress, but weren't able to save the victim nor stop the attack. The dogs were eventually captured by animal control to be quarantined and tested for rabies. I don't know who's keeping five English bulldogs, but um, if you know anyone who has five bulldogs, especially English bulldogs... They need to, you need to look, you need to look into that friend. There's something not right. Um, no hate to English bulldogs, but to have five of them, something, something's going on. Uh, August 5th, again in California in, uh, how do I say this? Castiac, Castiac, California. It's an unincorporated community in the northwestern part of Los Angeles County. Oh, so it's in LA. Um, Robert Stevens, a 62 year old named, uh, was killed by a cane corso. That's another dog we haven't heard. What is a cane corso? Cane Corso is an Italian breed of Mastiff. It is usually kept as a companion dog or guard dog. It may also be used to protect livestock. In the past, it was also used to hunt large game and also to herd cattle. There you go. Robert was attacked and killed by his own dog. He rescued the dog about five years prior to the attack, which occurred in his house. According to the police, the attack was unprovoked. Sounds like the police didn't 
have enough information to do a really good investigation there because I that I I just don't think this stuff happens unprovoked. Even if it's unintentional provocation, there's something that happens. Uh, anyway, um, August 15th, 10 days later, in Iowa, in a town called Rosie, or Rossi. Rossi is a city in Clay County, Iowa. Uh, Mindy, uh, I'm sorry I'm pronouncing the names really badly today. I'm a bit sick. Kipe, I think her name is. Kipe? K-I-E-P-E. Mindy Kipe. 43 years old, was killed by five Great Danes. Holy crap. Great Danes are massive, guys. Mindy was attacked and killed by her five Great Danes. Her body was discovered in a ditch a short distance from her farm. All five of the dogs had been euthanized. The next attack occurred in Putnam, Florida. Excuse me, Putnam, Florida. Her name was Pamela Jane Rock. She died on August 21st at the age of 61. Another pack of five dogs were the culprits. A group of five dogs that had escaped from their backyard attacked and killed a postal worker whose vehicle had broken down. People rushed to Rock's aid after hearing her screams, but her wounds were fatal and she died the following day at a trauma center in Gainesville. Gainesville. Is Gainesville, Florida, the, the Gainesville that that serial killer was from? I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of uh, true crime. Anyway, one of her arms, oh wow, one of her arms had been amputated before her death. Neighbors reported the dogs had a history of breaking free from their backyard and aggressive behavior. Police said there is a possibility of criminal charges being pressed against the owner and the animals involved would be euthanized. It's worth mentioning now that we are, um, with th these attacks are occurring within the last 12 months. Um, actually, some of these within the last six months. Um, so the criminal investigations are likely still ongoing. These aren't quick things that happen. So uh, if these stories seem to not have great like um, closure or you know finalized endings, that's probably why. It's probably because they're still under investigation. Um, we skip now to October of 2022 in Memphis, Tennessee, Hollis Dean Lily Jane. Uh, oh, this is two victims. Wow. This is rare for this list. Two victims. Hollis Dean and Lily Jane. Ho Hollis was five months old and Lily Jane was two months old. And they were attacked by two pit bulls. Um, two pit bulls owned by the family attacked and killed Hollis Dean and Lily Jane over the course of 10 minutes. Their mother attempted to shield them from the dogs and suffered ex extensive injuries over her entire body and face that was transported to a local hospital and survived. Both dogs were euthanized the next day. Man, I, I'm not a parent. I probably never will be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. If you're a parent, I, I can only imagine you you wish you died instead of your kids. I'm sure that, that she she must live with a, a tremendous amount of uh, guilt and pain. That's very sad. Two days later, uh, another attack occurred in Baldy Mesa, California. The victim's name was Soon Han, 80 years old, and was killed by two doggo Argentinos. Uh, Argentinos. Argentinos. The Doggo Argentinos is an Argentinian breed, yeah, go figure, of large dog of the Mastiff type. It was bred in the early 20th century uh, in central Argentina, primarily for dog fighting, but also for hunting large games such as pecaries and pumas. Wow. So a dog that was bred to take down mountain lions. Uh, yeah, probably not a great pet. Two of these uh, doggo Argentinos uh, attacked the victim while she was running, uh, while she was out on a morning walk in the vicinity of Vinton Street. The dogs were both loose and the owner has since been located. The dogs were being held by San Bernardino County Animal Control pending further investigation. 
There's only two more deaths that occurred in 2022, so it is a smaller list. Uh, the next one occurred on October 24th, which is only, yeah, six days before my birthday last year. So for me, that's a good way of contextualizing the time frame here. Uh, it was in Missouri in the town of Excelsior Springs. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have much information. Uh, we do not know the name of the victim. Uh, we do know that they were an adult male, but we don't know their exact age. We do know that they were killed by an English Mastiff and a German Shepherd. So look at that. The English and the Germans teaming up. That's a bad joke. I apologize. Um, a delivery driver was found dead in a yard after an unattended Amazon van was reported to authorities. The dogs were aggressive as the deputies approached, so both dogs were shot and killed. The homeowners were out of town at the time of the attack. Yeah, damn. An Amazon delivery driver. There you go. That probably made the news in a lot of places. And the final death occurred uh, on December 14th in Cave Springs, Arkansas, we're ending 2022 on a really, really bad note because this victim uh, is the youngest victim on the list uh, for the year and potentially for the entire list. Um, we don't have a name. She was four days old. And uh, there was a young victim last week. My theory as to why she doesn't have a name uh, is because she was too young to have one. The parents may not have decided yet. Um, that's just conjecture, but that's, you know, that makes sense. Uh, this little girl was killed by a husky. The family dog bit the newborn in the head and penetrated the skull. The infant was taken to hospital where she later died. There you go. Now, I did check the 2023 list uh, when I started the series, and there were no deaths. Um, but, uh, yes, there, there are deaths. And I will, like, again, these have all been recent, but I will warn you, like, the most recent death on this list happened nine days ago from today. So just over a week. So, um like it's likely that this death happened between recording of these episodes and by the time this episode comes out there might be another death on this list as well so there you go we'll talk about 2023 really quickly now as well um on january 6th in eastern baton rouge parish in louisiana an undisclosed girl who was seven years old was killed by a pit bull on january 6th the seven-year-old girl was mauled by a pet pit bull at kendallwood road Police deputies were called around 6.35pm to assist the emergency medical services and the fire department at the scene of the attack. The girl was rushed to the hospital in critical condition where she would later die. It was also announced that the pit bull would be euthanized after being checked for rabies the same day of the attack. On January 21st, in Fort Hall Reservation, Idaho, uh, and I believe this reservation is a Native American reservation, a seven-year-old male, we don't have a name, uh, was killed by four dogs, two Rottweilers and two mixed breeds. A mother and a seven-year-old boy were attacked by four dogs. The boy did not survive his injuries. The four dogs were shot by tribal authorities. And the final death uh, on this list for 2023 and the list in general and for our entire uh, Where the Dogs series like I said, it occurred nine days ago from recording, February 1st, uh, Acre Homes area in Houston, Texas. The victim was 69 years old. He was an unidentified male. We do not know the name. Uh, he was attacked by a Staffordshire Terrier mix. On February 1st, a 69-year-old man heard a commotion in his backyard. He saw that two dogs had gotten into his backyard through a hole in the fence and began attacking his small dog. When he tried to intervene, the dogs attacked him. When police arrived, the dogs were still mauling the man. A shot was fired at one of the dogs when it tried to attack one of the officers. The attack victim died. 
And that's our list, guys. That is the entirety of uh, the Beware the Dog series. We've gone through every single uh, recorded fatality of a dog attack since the year 2020. And as I was reading through this, I was thinking, man, like, we've just done three full-length episodes on this. Um, when we did the bear attacks, right, we did four full-length episodes. But we were doing uh, – we, we had – recordings and uh the, the list of the victims went back to like the 1700s sometimes even earlier um we, we we went through entire decades at a time this time we were going year by year so it just goes to show you how many people are attacked by dogs every year and that's just in the u.s as well if this was a worldwide list this series would never end um, so that's why it's kind of good that this list for some reason only starts in 2020. Uh, if we were to ever find a resource that had every death, um, going back to, to the beginning of recorded history, we would never end. It would be, it would just be its own podcast. So, um, yeah, that, that is it for this series. I hope you enjoyed it as much as you can enjoy it. I, I hope you at least found it educational. Obviously a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, really truly sad stories some really bizarre stories that we've contacted we've gone through as well and some really um yeah i mean like i guess one of the takeaways i would take is um as much death and suffering as there is in this list it also shines a light on how many heroes there are as well so many of these animal attacks are you know the victims were intervening they were trying to save their own dog or they were trying to break up a fight from the dog or they were trying to save another victim from the dog attack. Um, and so those people really are heroes. Um, the vast majority of these attacks were from pets. No one expects to be killed by your own pet. Um, so, yeah, be careful with your dogs out there. Uh, like, just another little disclaimer. I love dogs. They're my f I'm a big dog person. I love them. Um, but, you know, they're not... They are man's best friend, but, like... Not all of them, you know what I mean? So if you do see a wild dog or a dog in your neighborhood that you don't know, um, even if you do know them, it's always wise to give them a wide berth and to look look at their body language. Don't approach them if you don't know them. Don't approach them if they look suspicious. Don't approach them if they look aggressive, you know? And if, uh, if you know, it's sad, but if a dog is attacking another dog or another animal, uh, I would probably caution you to not step in and help because you can very easily become the victim as well. If it's another person being attacked, you know, I guess really the same thing. It's, you know, you have to be aware of what you're stepping up to because it could be, uh, yeah, it could be the end of you. We're going to take a little break here, guys. Uh, we'll leave it there. We'll listen to some messages and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by the fantastic people who support us over on Patreon. Uh, we have some fantastic human beings who give a little bit of cash each month to ensure I can keep doing this show and well, boy howdy, do I appreciate it. So if you are interested in becoming a true pal of the program, you can do that by heading over to patreon.com.au slash maneaters and signing up for as little as $5 a week. Hey, that's less than a whole bunch of straws. You can become a Patreon patron and support this show. Uh, the more patrons we get, the more behind-the-scenes content there will be in that feed. So please check it out and uh, have a great day. And we are back. Guys, you know what time it is. It is time for our Scratch of the Day. Scratch. 
Scratch of the Day segment, of course, the segment, one of my favorite parts where we look through the news articles of the last week and we uh, we talk about what's going on in the world of animal attacks, animal-human confrontations, zoos, and just animals in general. What's been going on? We have three fantastic news articles today uh, brought to you by Nine News in Australia, ABC News in Australia, and The Daily Star in the UK. Our first story, uh, this has been a bit of a developing story and it's a bit of a follow-up pup from a story that we covered three or four weeks ago. So if you remember the Dallas Zoo, we talked about them a couple of weeks ago because they had a, uh, a snow, I think it was a clouded leopard or a snow leopard, escape from their uh, enclosure, which wandered around the zoo and basically shut down the zoo for a while. Um, and we also heard that uh, there was a monkey enclosure that was in a similar fashion had been cut open. So very mysterious things going over at the Dallas Zoo. And in the following weeks since we covered that story, um, a lot more... A lot more shit has gone down, so we're going to read that now. So the headline is, Dallas Zoo's missing tamarind monkeys found in cupboard of an abandoned home. After a tip led authorities to two emperor tamarind monkeys that had gone missing from the Dallas Zoo, questions remain about their brief disappearance as police zero in on a man who may be connected to the case. The monkeys were found on Tuesday inside a cupboard in an abandoned home about 24 kilometers away, the police said. Their discovery, a day after they vanished, shows a hike in security, follows a hike in security at the zoo in light of other recent unusual incidents involving animals, and a Louisiana zoo reported the theft of 12 squirrel monkeys over the weekend. We are thrilled, uh, this is a Dallas zoo, I'm going to talk in a Texan accent, of course. We are thrilled beyond belief to share that our two emperor monkey tamarind monkeys have been found, the Dallas zoo said on Tuesday evening. They will be evaluated by our veterinarians this morning. Dallas police released a photo of one of the monkeys inside the closet, standing atop what appeared to be some kind of fencing. Oh, he's so cute. Uh, an investigation continues into how exactly the monkeys made it from the zoo to the home in Lancaster, Texas. Here's what we know about the case so far. The Dallas Zoo learned on Monday that the duo of Emperor Tamron monkeys was missing from their enclosure, it said. Dallas police concluded that the monkeys' habitat was intentionally cut open, and it was believed that the animals were intentionally taken from the enclosure, they said. The zoo was closed on Monday due to inclement weather, it earlier had announced, with the closure extended throughout Wednesday due to an ice storm. How the animals left the zoo and got into the abandoned house in Lancaster is still a mystery. Before the police announced the monkeys were found, they had released surveillance video and a photo of an unidentified man they said they were searching for and wanted to interview. Police have not said why they want to speak to him or what the footage was uh, or what the footage was recorded, and they've asked for the public to contact the, him at a, a number. I'm not going to share. The surveillance video of a man walking slowly down a nearly empty zoo sidewalk, looking back and forth as he moved. Another person is seen in the background walking in the opposite direction. The photo shows a man wearing a navy hooded sweatshirt and navy and red beanie while eating a bag of Doritos. And by the way, they look like they're Cheese Supreme Doritos from, from what I'm looking at. Um, a few other strange developments with animals had unfolded in recent weeks at the Dallas Zoo. And this is what we covered a few weeks ago. A clouded leopard named Nova disappeared on January 13th and the zoo closed in search for the animal. Police launched a criminal investigation after they said that the fence around Nova's enclosure had been intentionally cut. Later that day, Nova was found near her habitat. Meanwhile, zoo staff observed a similar cut to the enclosure of some Langua monkeys, but none of them had escaped, the zoo said. Police did not immediately determine whether the two incidents were related. 
The incidents prompted the zoo to ramp up security, including installing more cameras and boosting overnight security personnel and staffing, its president and CEO Greg Hudson said. Restrictions were also placed on animals' abilities to go outside overnight, he addressed. Then, a lapid-faced vulture named Pin was found dead on January 21st in its habitat. Circumstances of the death are unusual, and the death does not appear to be from natural causes, the zoo said in a statement. The bird's death was suspicious, and it suffered unusual wounds and injuries, Hudson said. The zoo is offering $14,000, which is $10,000 Australian, uh, reward for information leading to the arrest and indictment of a, suspe- uh, of a suspect in the vulture's death. So there you go. Some really weird shit going on in Dallas, guys. Um, if you know anything, contact your local police station uh, to sort that out. I know we do have a few Texan listeners out there. So uh, yeah, if you know anything. If it was you, hey buddy, I mean, cool prank, but turn yourself in. Don't kill turkey vultures. Anyway, our next story is from the ABC. And this is a fucking wild one as well. Mexico zoo director accused of killing and cooking four pygmy goats for a party. Apparently, if you're just the zoo director, you can just do shit like that. Uh, Here is the story, as reported by ABC News. The former director of a zoo in southern Mexico killed four of the zoo's pygmy goats and served them up at a Christmas season party, according to authorities. Jose Ruben Navarre was was replaced as director of the local zoo in the city of... uh, Oh, gosh. Chilpancigo on January 12th, following the death of a deer there. But officials allege some of the animals in the zoo's collections were sold off, traded, or eaten under Mr. Navarre's orders. The State Environment Department said a zebra was traded for tools, and a deer, <laughs> and deer, a and a Watusi cattle were traded to private individuals without proper accounting. It was not clear if Mr. Navarre had been formally charged in the case or if he had a lawyer. The most shocking accusation was made by Fernando Ruiz uh, Gutierrez, the State Environment Department's Director of Wildlife. He said Navarre had four of the zoo's male pygmy goats killed and cooked for an end-of-year banquet. These four animals were slaughtered and cooked on the zoo's premises and were served as food at the end-of-year party, Mr. Ruiz uh, said. This put the health of the people who ate them at risk because these animals were not fit for human consumption. Mexico has a long problem with private citizens illegally acquiring exotic animals. And before you Americans, this is me speaking now, before you Americans get up on your high horse, Americans have a really bad track record of acquiring uh, exotic animals illegally too. So just chill. For five years, drug traffickers in Mexico have been known to build private menageries of lions, tigers, and other wild animals. They sometimes escape, sowing panic. In the central city of, oh gosh, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Aguascalientes, state police said a loose lion attacked and seriously injured a woman on the patio of her home. The lion apparently escaped from a nearby home. Uh, the Wow, that's, cra- that's a crazy story in and of itself. The woman was hospitalized with injuries to her leg, skull, and lung. The lion also attacked two dogs and a cat before it was captured on Tuesday and sent to a local zoo. That is such a weird little, like, fucking story to tack on the end, and that's crazy. Wow, another wild story there. Thank you, ABC, for sharing that. Our final scratch of the day comes from uh, the DailyStar.uk. The headline says, Mountain Lion Mauls Child at Same Park as Brutal Animal Attack Just Four Months Ago. The subtitle says, A mountain lion has mauled a child at the exact same park where a previous attack had just taken place four months ago on a seven-year-old with a recent incident leaving a youngster in a trauma ward. 
A mountain lion has mauled a child at the exact same park where a previous brutal attack occurred just four months ago. The mauling occurred at the Pico Canyon Park in San Mateo County, California, the U United States, with several reports made to police detailing a mountain lion attack. Emergency services arrived alongside police officers who noted the child was conscious. However, the youngster was quickly hurried off to a hospital, the Mirror reported. Police have refused to give an update on the injuries, but have stated that the community was in shock after confirming the child was transferred to a trauma ward after the attack. It marks the second mountain lion attack at the same spot in the last four months. San Mateo County Sheriff's Office said that officers were dispatched to report to a report of a mountain lion in the attack, and we can confirm a child was transported to a local trauma center after the attack. A statement from the office continued, Our coastal community has endured so much these past few weeks. Our entire agency is saddened of this news and sends many warm wishes to the child for a speedy and full recovery. Our thoughts are with the family at this time. Chad Conover, a neighbor of the family whose child was attacked, said they were pretty calm following the gruesome attack. Conover said, they were pretty calm when I pulled up. Oh, that's a bad accent. Let me try that again. Let me drop in. I am strong. I am confident. I am an American. That's my lock-in sentence for an American because those are the qualities that you guys have. Conover said, they were pretty calm when I pulled up. They're my neighbors, so I asked them if they were okay. They said everybody's fine, but they had to talk to the fish and game, and a warden pulled up right as they pulled out. Typically, the mountain lions avoid people, so it's not often you hear about an attack on a human. Mountain lion attacks are usually rare, as they usually live in deserts and forests, but the recent attack happened in the same park where a child was mauled just four months ago. A puma had previously mauled a seven-year-old kid at the park, which according to the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, had been the spot of 21 other known attacks. Ah, there you go, wow. Wild. Wild story. I'll never understand why Americans think Australia is full of deadly animals that want to kill you. Like, I get it. I, I, I guess I understand. There's some sharks and spiders and stuff, but man, you live on a continent with fucking actual big cats and lions, mountain lions, and bears and wolves and shit. So forgive me if I'm a little offended by your accusation, Americans. Guys, that is it for our Scratch of the Day. Of course, if you ever want to read these articles yourself, you can. I always, well, not always. I didn't used to do this, but now I always uh, put these links to the stories in the description of the video so you can find those. It's time to move on to our beastly biography. Play some music for us, me. Yeah, nice music. Today, our beastly biographer, beastly biography is the Indian Cobra. An Indian cobra, we have not talked about this animal on air before, now is a better time than ever. So, here's your brief synopsis on the Indian cobra. The Indian cobra, aka the Naji Naji, also known as the Spectacled Cobra, Asian Cobra, or Pinocellate Cobra, is a species of the genus Naja found in Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Nepal, and Bhutan, and is a member of the big four species that inflict the most snake bites on humans in India. It is distinct from the king cobra, which belongs to the mono monotypic genus Ophi <laughs> Ophiophagus. The Indian cobra is revered in Indian mythology and culture, and is often seen with snake charmers. It is now protected in India under the Indian Wildlife Protection Act of 1972. The Indian cobra is a large, highly venomous snake and a member of the big four species. The Indian cobra is revered in mythology and is often seen with snake charmers. Have I repeated this? No, I've just copied two very similar uh, parts of text. These snakes vary 
tremendously in color and pattern throughout their range. The ventral scales or the underside coloration of this species can be gray, yellow, tan, brown, reddish, or black. Dorsal scales may have a hood mark or color patterns. Salt and pepper speckles, especially in adult specimens, are seen on the dorsal scales. Indian cobras can easily be identified by their relatively large and quite impressive hood, which they expand when threatened. Many specimens exhibit a hood mark. The hood mark is located at the rear of the Indian cobra's head. When the hood mark is present, two circular oscillatory patterns connected by a curved line evoking the image of spectacles. So, the Indian cobra population size. It is impossible to ascertain, but it is definitely not endangered or anything like that. There are a fuck ton of them. The lifespan. An Indian cobra can live up to 24 years. They can grow up to 1.5 meters long, which is very long, and its locations, as stated before, are India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Nepal, and Afghanistan, so South Asia. The Indian cobra is carnivorous and feeds on rodents, frogs, and lizards but their venom is poisonous to uh, animals as big as humans. So their man-eater status. I've decided that they are moderate to low man-eater status. They obviously kill lots of people, but they do not eat them. So they're a moderate threat. I'd say, actually, you know what? I'm going to change it. They're a high to, they're a high to moderate threat. Um, obviously not eating people, but yeah, killing tons of them. The Indian cobra is one of the big four snakes of the South Asia, which are responsible for the majority of human deaths by snake bites in Asia. Polyvavin serum is available for treating snake bites caused by these species. Uh, Zedore, a local spice with a reputation for being effective against the snake bite, has shown promise in experiments testing its activity against cobra venom. Would you like to hear some fun facts about the Indian cobra? Too bad, because that's what we're doing. There are numerous myths about the cobra in India. Uh, Rudyard Kipling's short story, Riki Tiki Tavi, features a pair of Indian cobras named Nag and Nagina, the Hindu words for male and female snake, respectively. The Indian cobra is greatly respected and feared, and even has its own place in Hindu mythology as a powerful deity. The Hindu god Shiva is often depicted with a cobra called uh, Vasuki, coiled around his neck, symbolizing his mastery over the Maya, or the world illusion. The Indian cobra's celebrity comes from its popularity as a Nepali choice of snake charmer, as a popular choice for snake charmers. The cobra's dramatic threat posture makes for a unique spectacle, as it appears to sway to the tune of a snake charmer's flute. Snake charmers with their cobras in a wicker basket are a common sight in many parts of India, only during the Nag uh, Panchami or Nagula Chavithi festival. The cobra is actually deaf to the snake charmer's pipe, but follows the visual cues from the moving pipe, and it can sense the ground vibrations from the snake charmer's tapping. Sometimes for the snake's safety, for, sorry, sometimes for the sake of safety, all the venom in the cobra's teeth is removed. The snake charmers will sell the venom at a very high price. There you go. I remember like seeing all the snake charmers on cartoons when I was a kid, and I just, I guess I grew up thinking that snake charmers were a bigger part of adult life, but uh, never really came to pass. Let's finish today's episode off with a little bit of man-eaters trivia. So last week, I asked you, how many sharks are killed and eaten by humans per year? And I asked this question on the Instagram, and I got a lot of responses from you guys because you were shocked, absolutely shocked, I tells you, about the actual answer. So before I give you the answer, here's the question once more. About 5 to 10 people are eaten by sharks every year. People, on the other hand, eat how many sharks? And the options were A, more than 200 million, B, more than 200,000, C, more than 20 million, or D, 
more than 2 million? The answer was C, more than 20 million. A lot of you were so shocked that the number was that high. I'm going to shock you again. I looked this up. It is more than 20 million, but it's five times that. 100 million sharks were killed in previous years to be eaten. Um, here's a bit of information for you. So yeah, basically we eat more than a million times as many sharks that eat us. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind every time you hear a panicky news story about shark attacks. Whenever I do a story about a shark attack, we kill so many more sharks. Um, but even I was surprised that the number was that high. Um, of course, sharks were killed as a byproduct of fishing. They are sometimes fish themselves for, uh, for, um, uh, shark fin soup, which is a delicacy in many countries in Asia. Um, yeah, and or sometimes they're just hunted out of cruelty or sport. So this week's question, we're going to stop talking about sharks for a while. Let's talk about crocodiles. Which of the following crocodilians has never been known to eat a human? Never. A, the Mindoro crocodile. B, the Mugger crocodile. C, the Black Cayman. Or D, the American alligator. I'll read that again. Which of the following crocodilians has never, ever been known to eat a human? A, Mindoro crocodile, B, Mugger crocodile, C, Black Cayman, or D, the American alligator? That is your question. If you would like to be a part of our little quiz on our Instagram, you can do that. Go follow Nan in his podcast on Instagram and uh, check out the story. Usually a couple days after this episode release, I'll post that. You can vote on it. You can see how you went. Um, I will say the episode before last, um, the one about the... The Mako shark was, most people got that right. Most people got last week's question wrong. So let's see if you guys can do better, okay? In fact, I'm going to give you a clue, and it's not much of a clue. It's not D. The American alligator has killed people. We know that on the show. We've heard that before. So it's either A, B, or C. Mandura crocodile, Mugger crocodile, or the Black Cayman, okay? So vote for one of those. Let's see who gets it right, and I will report back to you next episode uh, with the answer for that question. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thank you for listening to the Beware the Dog series. I really, truly appreciate it. A lot of sad stuff going on in there, but also a lot of very interesting and thoughtful stories um, that we heard there. So next week, we'll be back with a new episode of man it is a very interesting topic which i'm really excited to share with you i've had a fair amount of spare time in the last few weeks to sort of come up with episode ideas and the next few episodes are really really exciting so stay tuned for that really good stuff on the horizon have a fantastic week oh what what is there to plug do i have anything to plug i think i will start plugging it everybody um i have a show coming up in April of 2023. Uh, it's called Banging Denmark. Um, I play base. I play a podcaster. Actually, I play a piece of shit um, uh, men's rights activist. <laughs> essentially, imagine. Well, I wanted to base the character of Andrew Tate, but he got arrested for sex trafficking, and so it's not as funny as it was. So maybe I'll change that character a little bit. But yeah, Banging Denmark, produced by the very popular theater company, opening in about two months. So uh, definitely head online and get your tickets. I think they're on sale very soon. If you're in the Newcastle area, hey, if you're not in the Newcastle area, you can still buy a ticket. You just won't be able to see it. Um, but yeah, maybe go give the very popular theater company a, a like on Facebook so you can see some behind the scenes photos of me, of me being a douchebag that's it guys thank you so much for your time and your uh your generosity of your time yeah you're you're generous with your time thank you for that thank you for listening to me i'm going to go have a little nap um maybe play some video games who knows it's uh it's nearly the weekend i'm very excited for that so have you have yourselves a fantastic week and please for the love of christ stay safe out there because as we've learned it's a jungle out there do 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 do